So I'm delighted right now to be joined on the line by number one Amazon bestseller seller and organic grower, nutrition fitness coach, Coleman Power. Good morning, how are you? Okay, I'm doing very well, thank you. Pleasure to have you back on the show again. And uh, I suppose the kind of topic, we had a few people basically email in and a common denominator um, from, I suppose this would have been about the psychotherapy, was eating, to talk about eating disorders and kind of, I suppose, how to catch them and stuff early. So we chatted a little bit about that to Sabrina. So I suppose I wanted to kind of bring that a little bit of that topic across as well with yourself, Coleman, because when you're working with um, different people and coaching and fitness, I suppose, and looking at organic growing and lifestyles, I'm sure you come across the odd you know, person that may be struggling with eating as it is and things like that. So I kind of want to get your perspective on balance, keeping the balance in life, because you do come across somebody who has a great balance when it comes to lifestyle eating. Um, so, yeah. So tell us kind of, I suppose, what your kind of advices would be around that kind of keeping that balance. Yeah, I suppose balance is key for life. And I would definitely suppose that key principle that sooner, I suppose, people get education and knowledge around and this should definitely be taught in schools and or maybe going into more and more companies now should be taught in the workplace right it's understanding what the body actually runs off that every food item whether it's an apple that i just finished and consumed as a carbohydrate it's a natural prebiotic but the body also that's this energy source for the body carbs right so carbs come from fruits carbs come from oats carbs come from berries and or pasta we have the likes of potatoes all give us energy and oats if i didn't mention those then we're leaning towards what uh, regulates your hormones what keeps you fuller for longer that's protein sources so different people uh, tend to go maybe vegetarian different people tend to go vegan I have no preference toward anyone dieter but I do want people to start eating higher protein foods because that keeps you fuller for longer it's beneficial for your skin and it's essential we cannot make those essential amino acids so we have to get them from food alright and in on top of that then it's healthy fats Fats do not make you gain weight. They are the highest of the uh, three main macros. Uh, Carbohydrates contain four kilocalories per gram. Fats are nine kilocalories. That's nearly, that's over double. And the likes of your protein foods are four, the same as carbohydrates. So, but they do affect the body in completely different ways. So fats are actually something that are found in meats. They're found in butter. They're found in different fishes. And they're all beneficial in certain amounts dependent on the current height of an individual and the current weight, which kind of does make it difficult, okay? But again, once you learn off what height you are and once we look at what age we are and how much we're moving and activity levels, the numbers don't really change that much of how much we should consume on a daily and a monthly and a yearly basis. So it's kind of getting those principles of looking at you and not comparing yourself to anybody else saying, they eat more than me, they eat less. They eat this type of food, they eat that. You pick the foods that suit you, that you're able to digest, and that you enjoy is so, so important. From those three foods, uh, uh, macros, the proteins, and the fat, carbs, the fats, and the proteins that are the three main macronutrients. Amazing, Coleman. And I think, again, you know, you touch a lot on that as well. And again, the importance of realising that it's actually sometimes it's the simple foods and not to overcomplicate. You talk a lot about that actually on the show, not to overcomplicate your meals. If you, Have you heard, heard of that term? Um, I wanted to ask because I asked Sabrina about it as well. Have you heard of the term orthorexia, which is that obsessive kind of, I suppose, tendency to obsess over meals and obsess over quantities and obsess over the quality, I suppose? Or what's your kind of, what's your perspective on that? I suppose everyone is quite unique. So I would really look and chat to a person one-to-one. I came off a call there this morning talking about the likes of 
fats with individuals, right? They're on about the likes of coconut milk. Should they consume it or is it something that I do recommend? It's not that I recommend or unrecommend any one food item at all, but I try and keep things really, really simple. So for myself, I'm a simple man. I'm 33 years old and same age as Jesus was the, the time that they nearly nailed him to a cross. The point <laughs> is, I am looking for people to have a simple breakfast. Porridge oats, get it organic. Eggs are literally carbs in your oats. Eggs are literally your protein and your fats. Add any greens to that. That is a balanced, healthy meal. If you don't most certainly have time for that, you can get overnight oats, which are literally just steeped oats in any liquid that you like. Milk, great. Soya, if you're having that. And if you are, make sure it's organic. In the top of that, water is the other liquid that people typically might use on a regular basis. After that, you're adding in a protein source. If it's yogurt, great. Dairy, winning. Get an organic Glenisk, no-brainer. That's something you can carry to work in the car, have it in the office, so that you can really have a balanced meal for breakfast. So that's we're talking about balance in life. You need to balance your meals, and that means in accordance with the three main things that that body runs on. I'll always repeat these, because people are, and are missing the simple step, they're missing the key ingredient. Mm. Balance, and I suppose, from every food item is a protein, a fat, and a carbohydrate, and it is and has to come from real food before any supplement is thrown into anyone's diet. I think so. And I know a lot of people now are kind of adapting inter- intermittent fasting into their diet. And I thought the funniest one I heard of the other day, anyway, I won't, I won't mention any names. Um, but, you know, I had done the fast for, I think it was 12, 18 hours, whatever it was. And uh, straight away, like it was broken with, um, after after the, the fast, um, she had a chocolate, a slice of chocolate cake and a coffee. And I kind of sat back and I went, what is, the, you know, that's kind of the other side of the extreme as well, of this kind of nearly like a reward system with that. Um, what's your kind of, I suppose, perspective as well around intermittent fasting, fasting, which is becoming incredibly popular? And like, I do know there's huge amounts of benefits for the body um, in terms of, you know, allowing your organs to be able to rest because um, they're, they're constantly going processing food and things like that. But yeah, what's the kind of the balance around that as well? Because that can definitely could become a little bit out of hand if people don't look at that, too. Yeah, intermittent fasting, again, is another one of those diets. But if you don't understand, I suppose, how the body works, stop picking diets. Stop going. I'm going into intermittent fasting. I'm going to now start this new trend. It's called carnivore. I'm only eating meat. There'll be a new diet every month of the year, the way we're going at the minute. But I'm going to tell you that intermittent fasting, for the most part, is just not as we're eating for a period of time. Everybody fasts because we sleep. If you're not sleeping, you're in trouble. And the idea then in on top of that is getting, I suppose, the best type of foods directly after time you get up in the morning and call it your breakfast you're breaking the fast so people that are what they say doing intermittent fasting for a period of time and they're doing it incorrectly because they're actually not eating enough most people here actually under eat we under eat our breakfast we under eat our lunch and we binge eat at the end of the day same yeah. with that woman or individual male or female uh, that has started this trend of intermittent fasting yeah. they are over restricting themselves that tends them to go on something that they have restricted themselves in excessive amounts whether it be the coffee and or the cake and yeah. that's not helping them from the likes of your uh, fasting such as improved cognitive function your gut would have got a rest however in on yeah. top of that we're doing the exact opposite then exactly. we're literally sending your uh, gut into overdrive with added sugars that are literally going to I suppose cause inflammation in the body which is the root cause of so many different diseases yeah. that's the idea that you picking a diet isn't helping you improve your health yeah yeah it's so it's so true and again there's like you said there I suppose that carnivore diet which I actually knew somebody who did that and again it's all these different fads and I think 
coming back to actually just sometimes having your three simple meals of the day and sticking to that and staying consistent and implementing healthier ingredients probably is the key to it, isn't it? Yeah, and cooking from scratch. Yeah. Most people have come so far away from how to even cook a meal. I make it really, really simple. I am such an easygoing, um, I'm going to say simple man. <laughs> I literally get food. Take the example yeah. if, uh, for a meal to make it healthy. Uh, I am going to have mince, organic mince you get in Little Rally. You get it at your local butcher as well. You then go to the likes of the frying pan. You pour that in, the whole lot of your mince. You add a tin of beans. I don't mean tomato Heinz beans or anything like that. <laughs> I mean more so the likes of kidney beans. I mean the likes of black beans that have high fiber and no added sugar. Then you're adding in any other vegetables you have. Spinach, rainbow charity for growing it yourself. Sit in season, minsuna, rocket, anything at all that's green. You can even add in dandelions if you want to go that far. Then we're having yesterday's potatoes that are already cooked. This meal is done for you and your family in 15 minutes. And it has exactly what you're looking for. Carbs in your potatoes. We have protein in and fats in the likes of your mince. And after that, then you have all different micronutrients in your veg and beans, for that matter. Yeah, I think so. And again, you know, simple things. And I think people think tend to say, you know, I haven't time, I haven't time. But if you want to, you know, ensure good health, you kind of have to, you know, you have to make time. Yeah. Making yeah. things priority, right? We are. N- there's nobody else making any more time. So if someone says to me, I'm going to have time, I said, right. Well, they're going to lock you away if you say if you had more time you'd be healthier that's not going to really help anybody so you realise that having yourself meal prepped in some way shape or form mm-hmm. batch cooking could be another no brainer you can make yeah. healthy lasagnas and you can even have a higher protein than most and again this is what you do when you cook from scratch you can get lentil I suppose pasta that again is higher in protein and as a result of that it's going to keep you fuller for longer it's going to regulate your hormones and it's something that is a high percentage of fibre which is good for your gut health which again increases the likes of uh, your serotonin that's the happy hormone and on top of that it's good for your immune system fibre is good for pulling out excess toxins in your body people are talking about detox diets is another mad thing the body detoxes itself naturally when you stop eating SH1T and I know we've just come through the likes of Halloween so get over that and start <laughs> eating real foods again starting is the hardest yeah. thing and once you start you're on to a winner well, this is it. Now I was talking to another person. And they were like, they were doing this three-day tea cleanse, and there was no other food, just teas all day long. And again, you have to wonder. It is sometimes all these things are extreme. Again, if people just eat simple, less ingredient foods, um, I think you touched on that a little bit last week. Reading um, a simple wrap or something you were having, there was nearly like thirty ingredients in something like that. Like again, put the, those things down if you're picking up ingredient or picking up items that have too many ingredients, and go back to simple basics. I suppose yeah. is the kind of key thing. And I suppose when it comes to exercising then as well, because I know you teach that as well um, on the fitness side of um, things and coach as well. So when it comes to the gym and things like that and, you know, keeping maintaining a healthy balance of not over-exercising, not under-exercising, what's a typical good week um, of exercise? What's a, what's a good routine we could kind of adapt? Yeah, for the most part, I'm thinking of, I suppose, your audience and the listeners and the viewers to this show, Kira. Right. Not, not to be athletes. To we're not yeah. trying to be athletes. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not. The athletes, if they are listening, they're in the minority. We're talking to, I'm talking and trying to help as many people as I possibly can. So I'm talking about the majority of people, whether it be in families or single or have a partner right now with kids and bods. The point is, you don't have to go to the gym to be healthy. All you need is literally 20 minutes of your time. You can break it down if people train them online for 12-minute workouts. Okay, I then bring them up after a couple of weeks, they're up on 15. They walked away to 20. Most of them then will escalate eventually after a number of months maybe down the line to a 30-minute workout. It's not actually about going somewhere. It's about doing and being consistent massively. So having a routine, 
everybody works in a job. If you don't, currently, I do recommend to do this either way. Having a plan of Monday, working out, setting a time of when you do it, having a time when you work out on Tuesday and writing it down. Take the day off Wednesday and then do your Thursday and Friday and have the weekend off. That's literally over 50% of the week. So it's seven days in a week, four days we're training for, literally three days we're off. If you do anything extra at the weekend, whether it's a walk, a hike, a park, run, you gain more advantages from that. So having a structure to anything is just like, I suppose, how you become successful and how you improve on your health. Because everybody right now that has a job, okay, is lined up for work. Your boss, you're the manager, you have to think of what has to be done. It's the exact same way with your fitness. So the idea of taking and spending more time on your health, your health, more so than your job. Too many people work too hard on their job and they don't work hard enough on themselves. It's a very good point, actually. Yeah, they put all their energy and focus into that and completely lack compassion for themselves. Mm. And when you literally realise that you're the most important person in the world, if you don't take control of your health, all right, you literally will have yourself in a condition and in a state of both physical and mental health that you won't enjoy, where you're sitting on the couch. And it's until you get to that point where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, out the other side of it is the time when you'll actually change. That's so true. So, so true. We have a few messages coming in, though. So I'm going to take one from Rachel listening in in Athlone. Good morning. Hope you are having a lovely day. Really enjoying the show, Kira. Can you please ask Coleman his advice around some winter foods that would be good for me to incorporate in for the next few weeks? Winter foods. Foods come into season for a reason. We have stews. So in the ingredients list of that is onions. We have garlic. We have leeks. Leeks are in season. And firstly, then they don't even have to go into the soup. So everyone knows how to make soup. Chop veg, put it in. Okay? Mix it all together. And with soups, I'll just uh, further expand on that point, always have a protein source. So may that be lentils inside that. You can even have chicken. You can even have meat as we're coming into, I suppose, the, the roast dinner classics, as I like to call it, through the, out the colder um, end, tail end of the year. So that's the first thing. So soups that have those different types of vegetables in it. But leeks can be used for stir fries. Turn the leek on its side, chop it into rings. It pops out lovely little circles that look unbelievably decorative. And that's how I suppose they turn out like that when I put them onto Instagram. It's a leek turned on its side, put into rings. And again, 15 minutes, you put that in with that mince dish that we talked about earlier. Again, it's that specific type of fibre that is high in uh, inulin, it's called, the type of fibre. And it feeds your beneficial microorganisms that I mentioned that like to improve your immune system. When you have a stronger immune system, you're less likely to be sick. When you're less likely to be sick, you're going to have more energy levels. Why? Because your beneficial microorganisms are breaking down the foods that you then consume on a regular basis, which hopefully are more single ingredients, such as the carrots, such as the likes of your apples, such as the likes of your pears, all things that, again, that are in season. And if you don't have an apple tree, if you don't have a pear tree, I highly recommend this winter to start literally setting yourself up with it. Dig a hole, plant the tree in, three years' time, you have soft fruits for yourself to consume for you and your family. Well, this is it, and definitely getting out and growing your own food is going to be essential with everything that's going on in the world. I do think there is going to be more of a focus towards being self-sustainable. I definitely think we're heading that way. A great question came in there from Mark, listening in in Galway City. Can you please ask Coleman his opinion around organic meat versus non-organic meat, and how do you know that the meat you're getting is actually organic? Mm, great question on that front. So with, I'm going to say, meats in particular, there is that hierarchy that I talk about and mention on a regular basis. It's getting it local first, it's getting organic and getting it as fresh as you possibly can. So Irish meat is actually much higher quality than the majority of the world, just because they're grass-fed 
okay, and they're out in natural sunlight throughout the majority of their whole life cycle. That's the first thing. So how do you know something is organic? It's registered with the likes of two uh, main governing bodies in Ireland. So that is the likes of Organic Trust and IOSCA is the other one. How do you know and know that they're registered? They have a label that is on a logo located on the label. So it's something well worth looking at for anyone looking to get something organic. So how can you trust this? The idea is you have to trust somebody. And if you don't to the farmer, if you can, and sell at a farm gate. There are numerous different individuals who are now selling at farm gate, and if you don't know really? them... Really? Yeah. That's new. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So people yeah, can get, they can go to their local farmers? Cutting out the middleman. Wow. And the more the time that you literally do things like that, buying local, supporting the farmer, not only you benefit the, from the fresh produce, but also the likes of the farmer and the, the environment and less air miles for that matter. So it's a small knock-on effect that what I'm trying to get more and more people to do. So how do you know if it's organic or not? It's the fact that, okay, it's registered with an organic mm-hmm. um, governing body. And the second thing is we can gain the advantage of, okay, supporting someone local. So that's a major benefit from getting things uh, organically out the other side of it and that's the only way that you can know it has to be registered um, with those either of those two governing bodies as I said so that's I suppose um, it in a nutshell Yeah absolutely well Coleman thank you so much for coming on again this morning call out your social media there so everybody can connect with you if they have any further questions or they want to check out maybe one of your amazing workshops that are upcoming Oh super sound for that Kira. <laughs> uh, my social media platforms are my name so that's C-O-L-M-A-N and then power and then Organic Fitness after that. That's on Facebook, that's on Instagram, that's on TikTok. And the next one of the Grow Your Own events is for teachers only in the likes of Athlone, which is actually sold out, which is great. There'll be another one uh, down in Kamak, which is actually sold out, which is great. And the next one after that then is going to be in Malahide, isn't sold out yet. So if anyone is interested in, in the last one, more so, or anything in growing waste, uh, get in contact with me or not. Thanks, Kira. Amazing. Listen, Coleman, have a great day. Thank you so much for coming on. Take care. Bye.